0: and my dad. He's Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with the tax money. where was that when I said that? A-D-D-D-D. I kind of was a leafy. I tried to just urge you not to throw up in your mouth. Okay, show some
1: R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Jeez, oh man. Chaos, ugliness, no, and hilarity. No.
0: Not there. Armstrong and Getty. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response.
1: They've really done a flimflam on everybody.
2: I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's
1: Armstrong and Getty! from Studio C. Uh, si, senor. It is a uh, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. If I uh, if my calendar is correct, it is a Friday morning. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Everybody's guesses. Who was it? Who wrote the infamous anonymous memo? People are still guessing? Editorial, etc. Yeah, I heard the best guess yet. The one oh, that convinced oh, yeah. me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of sold on one idea. I've kind of given up on the guessing game, but yeah, if you've heard one that you think rings true that's exciting um how y'all doing you excited huh weekend come on are you serious ready to party three beers in man am i gonna party that sounds like a good plan (laughs) (laughs) actually my uh, kid's school has movie night oh and they put up a great big projector out on the uh play uh, the the, the field by the school and everybody shows up well
2: that's wonderful that's That's charming it's you know it's a traditional american you know what they
1: ought to do Show deliverance. <laughs> in, in, honor, in honor of Burt Reynolds. The great Burt Reynolds. That's yeah. right. Wouldn't that be oh, wonderful? Who oh, I think should have been the general manager because I'm a big Burt Reynolds fan. Oh, I realize be. Yeah, you know what? I realize not everybody is. I have erred. I realize for a lot of people, Burt Reynolds is mockable, but I really liked Burt Reynolds. I thought he was the... Coo- when I was a kid, I thought he was the freaking coolest. And so did most women on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the biggest box office star on Earth. Did you see the picture? For years. Did you see the picture I tweeted after I heard that he died? I don't think so. Um... It was him because he he was a football player at Florida State, mm-hmm. and then he went back there regularly because he went to home games all the time. He was a big Florida State dude. So after he was the number one sex, sex symbol in the world, the number one box office draw in the world, when he'd go back for games, it was a big deal. But anyway, he's got a picture of him walking down the street in Tallahassee with all these hot college girls around him. It's, and it said, nobody will ever be as cool as Burt Reynolds in Tallahassee right then. Wow. <laughs> and, and it looks like wow. that's a guy who's got it going on. That may have been the apex of cool well, in very, history. Very few people have ever had it going on like he had it going on right then. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, let's introduce everybody on the squad, which you includes... Know my uh,
2: my brother's wife was a Seminole. Really? I'm assuming she never knew the gentle touch of
1: Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Perhaps she shook his hand. Uh... Sort of thing. I probably shouldn't. I'm guessing somebody about out loud. Hanson's got the picture for you there. There's oh. Burt Reynolds walking down the street in Tallahassee. That's what it was oh, like for him.
2: My. <laughs> oh my! Bunch uh, of 21 year old gals who couldn't be more
1: excited. I realize for our, our younger audience and staff that they, they may have no Burt Reynolds memory, but he was one cool dude. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Yeah, well, I wasn't alive in 1774, but I know who George Washington is. That's All great, right. Excellent example. All right. um, There is a, uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, who presses buttons, flips, toggles, and pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing good. You know, I always tweet about celebrities, and I'm just wondering whether I should read you the, read yes. the tweets.
1: Go ahead. Feel free.
0: All right. I said Burt Reynolds has died. I feel bad about this. I said, Jackie Gleason couldn't catch the bandit, but God sure did. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. Too soon. <laughs> Ev, you know who would have thought that was funny? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I, know.
0: I said he was 82, the same speed he drove in residential areas. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. You'll have to stop wow. me talking about Burt Reynolds, because no. I could do it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and no, I realize no. not everybody wants to hear my, all my Burt Reynolds smack. But, um... Uh, one of the things about Burrows that, that 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 I was reading various reviews and of his life and everything like that, and this is something that I that I think I as a kid I thought was so cool. He looked like he was having a great time yep. all the time, mm. and and I loved him when he'd go on Johnny Carson as a kid. I would loved it if he was a guest on Johnny Carson because he was hilarious and he was just. He just oozed cool. Nobody was ever more comfortable being them than Burt Reynolds. Comfortable in their own skin. Great
2: definition of cool. He was just having a joke on the world, how cool my life is. And Smokey
0: and And the Bandit and Cannonball Run, both guilty pleasures of mine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a deliverance uh, gator. Some of those earlier movies are a little little edgier, less humor, but... Um, There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Doing very well. I, I think you will find that uh, Burt Reynolds' reach uh, spans far more generations than you may think. But uh, really? a lot of the younger ones will mainly know him from things like Boogie Nights, where he was playing a, a very different type of character than the one described in, uh, in the films you guys were discussing. And brilliantly. Uh, yes. Yeah, fantastic. That, he actually got nominated for, for whatever that's worth for, for those performances. But what I b- bring to you today is a man who is eating a sandwich. And he is accosted while eating the sandwich by a seagull. The seagull is wanting some of this delicious food. The man, in an attempt to shoo away said bird, you know, using his foot and various limbs, uh, you know, quote-unquote, kicks kicks the seagull. Well, now he has to pay a $124 fine. I don't know why. The seagull was coming after his stuff. I can defend my sandwich from man or beast.
1: Goal kicker. Sean, I have a story about birds and their rights that I could tell you. It happened to someone else, not to me. Birds are horrendously mean creatures. Maybe I'll tell that story later, but I almost... This person, not me. Right, legend has it. This person almost got fined $27,000 for the way he uh, treated birds. Mm -hmm. Again, it was not me, it's someone else. Oh
3: my. If birds Uh, were the same size as people, we would not be on this planet. (laughs) true i think you're probably right um there is marshall
1: phillips you hear giggling in the background probably met burt reynolds how are you this morning marshall i probably dated his
0: sister that's right i I actually debbie reynolds i actually did meet (laughs) burt reynolds of course he did. Yeah, back in God, I uh, Maybe the very late eighties, no, very late seventies, early eighties. Late
1: seventies, early eighties was pretty big time for Burr Reynolds.
0: Yeah, and I met him at a club, and he was having, how shall I say it, a great time. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we it seemed were, to be his lifestyle. We were both having a great time, and <laughs> he was very, very friendly. I think we were both uh, fueled by the grape at the time, but uh, he was. With some of the most beautiful women, beautiful and intelligent, I'm sure women <laughs> I have ever seen. So uh, yeah, yeah, he he struck me as a real fun fun guy. Yeah, and seems like a guy who probably spent a great deal of his life.
1: Having a drink with really hot women. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just like he spent like a twenty-five year period of his life just doing yeah. that and making gazillions of dollars.
0: Yeah, he was in a booth and there were three ladies with him, and uh, he was really, really friendly and outgoing. So I was. I, was he mustachioed at the time? Yes, he was. Oh, yes, he was. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> One of the most famous mustaches. Uh, I'm. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is actually Friday, September the seventh. The year twenty eighteen. We're setting you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty. And we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then officially, according to
2: FCC rules and regulations. Much as that fabulous raft trip began in deliverance, wow. precisely according to FCC rules and regs. At mark,
1: Bandit, me and my son are here.
0: <laughs> oh, I love your suits. It you must be a bitch getting a size sixty eight extra fat.
1: So I read this yesterday and I don't know how this could possibly be true and I never heard it before. For some movie critic, that there was no script for Smokey and the Bandit. Huh. They uh, the director was a guy who'd never it was a stunt man who'd never directed a movie before, and Burt Reynolds and and uh, and Jackie Gleason and Jerry Reed, who's hilarious, um they decided to just they had the outline of the story and then they just ad libbed it. They just winged it did Wow. takes. I it have does, no idea. That's... It does sound like that. It, the movie sounds that way. It sounds like just endless guys riffing. That's wow. the whole movie is just guys riffing. But mm. I didn't That's, know that. Any anyway,
3: Similar to the Judd Apatow method uh, used today. But uh, for, for the younger listeners, who you don't know, the plot of Smoking the Bandit was about smuggling Coors Light to a different state. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, in the land of the free. What a dangerous crime that was. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips?
0: All right. We've got more op-ed outraged. Final day the Kavanaugh hearings after questions were raised about one Democratic Senator's seemingly bold move yesterday. And more trouble for Infowars, Alex Jones, coming up minutes from now. If
1: I had one promise I made myself when I was a young man, after watching Smoking the Bandit, it was I would own a black Trans Am when I grew up, and I still have never done that. Yeah, it's not too late. If I have one thing on my bucket list, it's I need to have a Trans Am, like a '78 Trans Am. Maybe today's the day. Could be. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. But first, we'll have to go to Clips of the Week. Awesome! All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Are we gonna do what they say Armstrong and Getty?
1: The conscience
2: of the nation. It is short time to get there. I mean
0: he's found a band. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You when there are no
1: words. Endless Burt Reynolds texts coming in. Best underrated Burt Reynolds movie, The End. Probably most people don't oh. remember that. I saw it in a theater with my dad. Yeah. Um, uh, Charming he, film. Hadn't thought of that for years. He's, he tries to commit suicide with the help of Dom DeLuise as a homicidal maniac. Uh, who, who could be better? Assistant. <laughs> to myself. Another text about Sharky's Machine. Another movie most people probably don't remember. Burt Reynolds actually directed that one. That was a cool movie. I read the book and then saw the movie. Anyway,
2: anyway, well, we have so much to get to today. Very, very busy day. Uh, More mailbag than we do. We'll have to have super bonus mailbag later because there's so much good stuff. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week.
0: Some lives are so vivid, it's difficult to imagine them ended. He made us better presidents, just
1: as he made this country better.
0: On the nomination of Mr. Chairman to serve as Associate Justice, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized for a question
3: before we proceed. I would, uh, I would respond. I would.
2: And so, what we mostly do around this body is not pass laws. What we mostly do is decide to give permission to the secretary or the administrator of bureaucracy X, Y, or Z to make law-like regulation.
1: That's sassy.
0: You also, apparently, like to like to uh, eat pasta with ketchup. It really was the Lone Star. And that's going to continue to be a Lone Star.
2: 55, 7, half, 70. four and a half 7.5, 7.8, 4.5, 4.75, five a quarter, 5.5. I yield
1: back. So, as always, with Clips of the Week, and I can't believe this happens every week, the early clips, I think, that was this week? The <laughs> McCain funeral? That, right. that whole thing was this week? Sure. God, that seems like a month ago, news cycle-wise. They said some controversial stuff about Trump there. Did you hear about that? Jeez, that seems so... Well, you know, it's one of the problems with making a big deal out of any of this stuff. It becomes so inconsequential so fast right. when the next thing happens.
2: Oh, my God. The beast must adapt. It needs to adapt to its its environment, and then our environment is changing. Just
1: constant input and constant screeching that this is the most important thing ever. Because then the Woodward book talk it, the Supreme Court stuff, and then of course the op-ed piece. So, and I will reveal who wrote it before the bell chimes
2: seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a very dramatic way Thank of you. saying seven. That's what o'clock. what was going for. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm counting on positive Sean to come up with that clip I was talking about, okay. but we'll talk about it off the air. Uh, mailbag. Hey. Was it Burt Reynolds and then the government had him killed? Oh, you gave it away. <laughs> the <laughs> clock hasn't even chimed at uh, uh, 6.30 yet. The deep state killed Burt Reynolds? Yeah, right. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, um, in a way. We'll get to that a little later. Uh, this is from A Crime A Day, which is uh, a Twitter account. Which posits that our uh, our government has become so enormous, there are so many laws and regulations, every single one of us commits a crime a day, whether we know it or not. And they tweet out examples. Uh, let's see, chapter 47, U.S. Code 502, as far as it is, paragraph F. Make it a federal crime to knowingly and willfully transmit audio by CB radio in order to amuse or entertain. Oh my God, RIP Bandit. So there's a Burt Reynolds honoring stupid, stupid law that's still on the books. On the theme of the, the program and what talk radio listeners want these days. Uh, Noel in San Leandro, California. I uh, just want to say I'm so happy I tuned into your radio show one day. Now I so look forward to listening to you both. You're indeed the voice of reason. Yeah, sometimes. I can't believe that I can actually listen to opinions on the radio that are well-presented, well-informed, well-balanced, and intelligent. My God, woman, you're making my face go pink. You guys are funny. Um, Oh, and then she asks a question um, about the knife media. I want to get to that later, because we got a lot of questions and and emails and stuff about them and what they do and how they did it. and, And we weren't talking about it while we were doing it with them, but, yeah, I'll get to that. It involves
1: a sex cult. Hmm. I was telling my wife about the... Um, my wife doesn't follow the news. And uh, so... We changed jobs. She misses <laughs> She misses really big stories, and <clears throat> it doesn't matter, really. She was completely unaware of the... Uh, oh, it's because Alex Jones came up with... I showed wow. her the Marco Rubio video. And she didn't know anything about the whole Hillary Clinton sex ring out of a pizza place story oh and boy. couldn't believe it was actually true. I said, no, there are lots of people to believe it. We get emails from them. Yeah. Yeah. A guy went there with a gun and shot the place up because he believed it. Yeah. Wow.
2: Gee, many. Anyway, uh, here's a nice note from Jason. Uh, mentioned this late in the show, but I'm going to memorize this phrase about, uh, you know, the nature of our show. Haters going to hate. Potatoes going to potate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I uh, love you guys. Wish you are on all day. Start the negotiations for the award-winning fifth and sixth hours.
1: Oh, Lord. Boy, that sixth hour would just be us cussing and crying, right? We'd be <laughs> tired and kind of out of out of energy. Long silences. One of us cussing, the other one crying. Please never don't change!
0: The... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You'd never
1: tune out, would you? No, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? It would, be,
2: it would be unvarnished. No varnish. Let's see. Here's loyal listener Crystal... I'm in in, in Willamette uh, Wine Country, in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. One of my favorite places in the world. Yeah, it's very pretty there. Uh, Dear High Road and Simple Jack, I'm not an easily frightened woman, but the evil talk about a focus group sent shivers up my spine. been listening for nigh on 15 years, Uh, and you guys made me laugh, think, made me angry, made me laugh again practically every day for that whole time. Uh, Go with your gut. It's so much smarter than the folks who want to tell you they know better. Yeah, well, I would agree. And even if we tried to do something different, we'd end up us again in like an hour.
1: Yeah, but my my gut is failing me on this one. I just, I honestly don't
3: know what people want. It's such a weird time. Yeah. Can you need yeah. to adjust well, your gut biome? Eat some, like, kimchi? Some uh, fermented things are very good for that? That's some fine advice right there from the young man.
1: I mean, I did a little focus group with a couple of uh, big-time Trump supporters when I was at my mom and dad's house, and my brother was there. The Trump voters, they'd vote for him again today. Um, and then when Trump set out that, sent out that that. Tw- text about, or tweet about LeBron James. They are both like, oh, they rolled their eyes. Like, why do you do that? As yeah. as, as big a Trump supporters as you could get. Okay. So. There you go. Yeah.
2: Call him as you see him. That's what I say. P.S. Joe, I got a bottle of Pinot with your name on it next time you're in Oregon. Oh, yeah. I'll swing on by. Where do where you live, baby? Joe's Pinot. Where where you live at, baby? All right, moving along. Oh, Michael, I forgot to warn you. If you could please... Get me the traditional uh, music for the, the beautiful, the ancient, the exquisite Japanese art of the haiku. Oh, good Lord. Tim. Tim's haiku will be uh, leading us into our discussion of the infamous memo and who wrote it. <clears throat> Times, peace, Trump, smokescreen. News now owned by the chaos. Kavanaugh confirmed.
1: What is that, some sort of Japanese guitar? I've heard some people claim that this was an attempt to uh, distract us all so Kavanaugh could be...
0: Yes!
2: He
1: was going to be confirmed anyway. Yes, that's true. Good theory, everybody.
2: No, please, he's a one-foot putt. He's easy. Uh, Thanks for the note, Tim. That's funny. Uh, How much time do we have, Michael? Not much. Oh, no. We all only have this moment, Joe. Wow, thank you for that. Go eat some kimchi. Let's see. That's too long. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, this is nice and short. We're talking about, uh, you know, how uh, college campuses, young people, blah, blah, ideological rigidity. And Ron says, L- on the theme of listening to things you did not agree with, doing that turned me from a communist to a libertarian. Now, that's
1: a transition. What? what? Yes. Wow. We got one. <laughs> Okay, Marshalls news next, and we will get into it coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. My endless Burt Reynolds story. So Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood got fired on the same day from whichever production company it was. Burt Reynolds was a young man on gun smoke and uh, uh Burt was, was on
2: uh, uh, وا- one was a uh, wagon train the other gun smoke whatever it was yeah
1: whichever they got fired but Reynolds got fired for uh, because they said he couldn't act and Clint Eastwood got fired because his neck was too skinny <laughs> had a pencil neck oh, and wow. so they got fired and they walked out together and Burt Reynolds said I'm gonna take acting lessons I don't know what you're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> which is funny beautiful beautiful. Uh, speaking of funny the brett kavanaugh hearings the whole
2: giving the white supremacist sign it's one of the great trollings of recent history i'll explain how it unfolded oh cool
1: it's hilarious i love that story
2: making anti-kavanaugh lefties leap
1: at the bait like starving bass just hilarious Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now,
0: well, President Trump slamming reports that he has been running around ranting and raving in his White House quarters after this week's explosive New York Times op-ed, calling those reports fake news. But he did go after the Times at a rally in Billings, Montana last night. The latest act of resistance is the op-ed published in the failing New York Times by Ooh. Anonymous really an, an ominous what? gutless coward you just look he was uh, nobody knows who the hell he is or she although they put him, but probably a, a little disguise that means it's she but for the sake of our national security the New York Times should publish his name at once I think their reporters should go and investigate who it is that would actually be a good school
1: You know he, he and and uh, Trump said at one point um even even uh, some of my enemies are saying this was gutless and he's right about that. Oh yeah. Cuz there's a lot of people on the in the MSNBC crowd that's saying that that's weak. If if you if you if you believe this, if you think it's such a threat, come out and say it out loud. Put yep. your name on the line. Give it some give it some heft. Well, that would be good, but instead Jack I will
2: put that name on the line. As I've figured out who it is. Okay, and with a high
0: level of confidence,
2: yes. you're going to tell us before the bell strikes seven. That's right, yes. before the bell tolls seven <laughs> times.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, all day yesterday, Trump's top lieutenants were streaming forward to declare they did not write it, and whoever wrote it should come forward. So we will see, and you will have the update before the uh, clock strikes seven. Correct? Oh, indeed, yes. All right, we got a the quick- definitive word. We got a quick note for you. That I
2: stole from somebody else.
0: Okay. <laughs> quick note for you: New federal jobs report. The economy adding uh, twenty uh, thousand jobs in August. That was better than expected. Unemployment unchanged, three point nine percent. All right, moving into the. I think comp- it was two hundred thousand jobs, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, ju- you just you just put one hundred
1: eighty thousand people out of work. Oh, jeez. Or you just announced the worst month we've had in years. <laughs> ah, <laughs> who has time to figure out how many zeros it is? It might have been two million. I don't know. Moving along. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, the confirmation hearing for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is continuing today. Drama unfolding at the start of day three yesterday as New Jersey Senator Cory Booker pledged to release confidential material despite breaking
3: Senate rules to do so. I'm going to release the email about racial profiling, and I understand that that, the penalty comes with potential ousting from the Senate. However, it turns
0: out the documents Booker made public were cleared for release the night before Thursday's hearing, sparking confusion and questions on Capitol Hill.
2: Well, and according to Jonah Goldberg, who is a very reasonable fellow... He says he has some very good information that Cory Booker knew that at the time, that it was all a giant grandstand. Yes. And he was making a, I am willing to be thrown out of the very Senate I cherish. I am prepared to lose anything to release these important documents for America. Since I found out last night, they're about to be released anyway.
1: So my comment of of, uh, was he doing it wearing Nikes is pretty apt in that it's similar to Nike's great risk and Colin Kaepernick's great risk and that everybody ends up richer, or more powerful.
2: Yeah. And and it was a frantic and desperate attempt to claw ahead of Kamala Harris in the young, non-white, lefty firebrand category, which is, uh, you know,
3: that's politics.
0: Well, it turns out, by the way, Colin Kaepernick watched his new Nike ads premiere during the NFL season opener at the Nike headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. His Just Do It ad airing during the third quarter. There were no overt demonstrations by players during the national anthem. Nobody took a knee. Well, that had to be disappointing to him, didn't it? So he actually watched watched the ad from the Nike headquarters? Yep, yep. Wow. Wow. Apparently uh, did a little speechifying beforehand that, or, you know, rally the troops. And, of course, the tagline for his new commercial,
3: believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything.
0: And there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know. (sighs) I won't get into the details, but I was
1: talking to a couple of Green Berets last night Ooh. who spent many years of their life in Afghanistan. Shout out, fellas, by the way. Great to meet you. Doing the stuff that Green Berets in Afghanistan have been doing for the last 15 years. And uh, some of their stories, and there uh, their many friends that aren't here anymore, and all this sort of stuff. And any celebrities or sports stars talking about their sacrifices because they might be slight their career might take a slight hit, even though their sacrifice usually isn't such a way that it's going to make their career better. It's just pretty hard to hear when you hear about people who actually lay it all on the line for things they believe. Okay, whoop de doo Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That's, uh, yeah, that's something. Anyway, that's enough of that. Well, we're a
2: decadent society. We don't admire what we should admire, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we worship which yeah. that which does not deserve worship, and ignore that which
1: does. But you know, that's yeah. not everybody. That is the you know similarities at the end of the Roman Empire, British Empire, that sort of thing. There, they're there, no doubt. Why anyway, toga
2: wearing sandals? Absolutely, Look at all the sandals. Yeah, <laughs> Roman and, Empire. And
1: then you know, and then the 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 tea and the spotted dick, the British Empire. We're just we're doing we're going that direction. <laughs> Mm, Figgy pudding. A delicious dessert. So you're going to reveal who wrote the op-ed because you know. I do. Okay. A a, a little bird whispered in my ear. Awesome. I want to hear that myself. That's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong
2: and Getty. The conscience Of, of the nation.
1: Show. So I'm looking at these clips we've got of uh, Trump at one of his rallies yesterday, which I actually missed. I don't usually miss a Trump rally, but I missed this one. And uh, I want to hear some of this stuff. He was, as usual, um, feeling himself in front of a big crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always entertaining. So, hey, Sean, that clip I
2: asked you for, how long is that? Did it turn out to be? Uh, about 45 seconds. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so listen, who wrote the anonymous editorial that says uh, there are brave, brave patriots hidden within the administration keeping the crazy, stupid Trump in line? And There are adults in in the room. Right, exactly, which I think most of us knew anyway, but, um, you know, well, and let's not get off on that tangent,
1: because the president can be a tad mercurial, and we're undermining some of the things he ran on and got elected on. And I've heard a lot of, yeah, that part is inexcusable and pathetic and self-serving, but... A lot of people
2: theorizing who wrote this uh, unprecedented, uh, anonymous, or amaminous, the president prefers to call it, uh, editorial in the New York Times. Uh, This is the most compelling argument I have heard. It makes perfect sense. He's a lefty, but he's a great political reporter. This is John Heilman on uh, Morning Jose. I, I will give credit where credit due here. Charlie Pierce on Esquire dot uh, com yesterday suggested that his wife, Charlie's wife, apparently he wrote this, suggested that it was Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. And I had not even contemplated that. Yeah, I was more I in the Dan lied. Coates mode at, right. the, at the outset of this. But the more you think about it, the more that the Kellyanne really Conway I'll tell you why
0: I think it's her. makes some sense. She's
3: very cagey. She's the kind of person who would find out that Mike Pence used the word Lodestar a lot and put Lodestar in to try to pin it on Mike Pence. She also
2: if you think about the double act she's doing with her husband right now, trying to right. set herself up to be the Carville and Madeline of the future, this is a good hedge against Trump failing, because she would be the kind of person who would want to come out yeah. after Trump failed and say, you know what, I was working on the inside for the right, you know, yeah. have. That. That's interesting. There you have it. And, and he he mentioned that, that Charlie, what's his name, from Esquire, um, in explaining it to Heileman, had said it was his wife who brought it to his attention. She said, there are absolutely so- uh, th- th- Things here a woman would write, in the way a woman would write them, hmm. and I don't, you know,
3: I've never even thought in those terms. Really, no, but
1: I don't. I don't. I wouldn't pick up on that. I, don't. I didn't but even notice
3: a- the hearts as the dots on the eyes until she pointed it out. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Beautiful.
3: Um,
2: but but if a, if a really smart gal says, "Wait a minute," I can tell this was written by a woman. Um, I I would tend to trust that intuition. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, but yeah, because her husband, we've talked about this. Her husband, whose name I don't recall, is a uh, super lefty activist. Leanne Conway's
1: husband is Tim Conway.
2: That, no? But anyway, so they, yeah, the Madeline uh, Carville thing. Clearly. What What is that a reference of? I don't, I'm
3: not
1: familiar uh, with that.
2: Mary, uh, James Carville, who was one of the, the architects of Bill Clinton's victories. Okay, I know him. Um, uh, yeah, his wife Mary Madeline is a, a brilliant Republican strategist,
1: and they go on sh- and they go on shows together and have for well, geez for twenty five years now. Ah, okay, um, and they've been married for a very long time, okay, and, they, okay. and they and they and you know which actually just shows you how swampy in a game the whole thing is to me because they will bo- they will argue bitterly. But obviously they're married and they hang out and they seem to like each other, which just makes me think the arguments are paper thin for most of these people. Right. The real Uh, argument is we're employed in making lots of money.
2: Well, for the umpteenth time, read This Town by Mark Leibovich, in which it becomes infinitely clear that these heavyweight activists and uh, strategists and movers and shakers are laughing at you as they pretend to be patriots fighting for their principles and they just all get rich as you, you not our audience, our audience is a breed apart, but the rest of you are constantly at each other's throats over R versus D, R versus D, and we're all getting screwed. Yeah, and well, so I would, I certainly Not that there are no differences between the parties, but you know what I
1: mean. I would certainly then stand by my criticism. My original Criticism is that whoever wrote it is uh, ballless, but uh, that wouldn't uh, really apply to. Yeah, it's really it's, um, because it's I think she's placed. She, I'm pretty sure she technically is. Yeah. Um, but it's same thing that it's cowardly. This this whole okay, you're going to work it as hard as you can, as partisan you can, as long as you have a cool job and make lots of money, and then you're you're already angling for when it ends because you you think it's abhorrent or claim to. Um, and then you're going to come out on top and still make lots of money and be a power player in DC after he's gone. Now, I mean, that is as cynical as you can get. I mean, that is the definition of cynical. That's not, I'm a patriot keeping the, you know, keeping things under control. <laughs> right. That's, I'm so cynical about this whole system. I'm just going to play it to whatever works for me.
2: Right. And, and you know what? Now, now I'm interested in it again. Not because, and it's funny. We got an email bitching about, us paying attention to the Kavanaugh hearings because, you know, everybody knows he's going to get, uh, you know, confirmed. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's it's watching the process unfold, laughing at it, smelling the horrible stink that emanates from it, watching the way politicians behave, watching the way is actually exercised in D.C. and
1: the way it's not exercised for you. That's worth watching. It's not all outcomes, my friend. Even if it was Kellyanne Conway, why now? I mean, she's been... Well, uh, and uh, I was leading up to a thought, which is, now I'm really
2: interested in parsing this thing, because I think it absolutely stinks of what you were just saying, and what we were both ranting about. So now I want to go through it, assuming it's Kellyanne Conway, because, for instance, there's a prominent mention, and this was one of the more head-scratchingly, wait a minute, that's not persuasive arguments, that... And uh, we're uh, opposing the president's uh, trade policy, which is uh, not real good. Well, listen, any reasonable commentator says, yeah, this whole uh, threatening trade war thing, it's a risky proposition. But he's obviously trying to restructure the post-World War II uh, trade relationships we have into a 21st century form. Might work, might not. But n- there's no honest commentator who thinks, you know, he's lost his mind. I don't think. It's no. just a strategy. Plus, he's been talking about it for 30 years. Right, exactly. So the fact that, oh, yeah, we're trying to oppose is is uh, very, very terrible trade policies. Seems to me a uh, uh, reach out to the multi-zillion dollar corporations that just want the status quo and will be hiring somebody post-White House. Oh, right. And so, yeah, being really, really friendly to Wall Street. So, yeah, she and her, her husband,
1: the would-be bipartisan rock star couple of the future. I saw an article in... I would explain that. I don't remember where it was. I think the Wall Street Journal had an article uh, talking to a variety of uh, newspaper editors from around the country uh academics who you know who teach journalism classes stuff like that and not, doesn't everybody agree that the new york times made the right decision in publishing this anonymously there's a lot of people and i don't know if they did either but there's a lot of heavyweights that were in this article uh working for other big newspapers that say i would have told the person i'll publish it but you got to put your name on it um to give it you know full credibility right because look look what it's done it's made the story all about who is it as opposed to the content Right, for the most part. Which you know, the, the initial reaction was this will drive
2: Trump to new heights of paranoia and erratic behavior. Um, I'm not sure it will. Um, so, to avoid, but you're it, right. It's it's like the substance of the thing uh,
1: it was a flash in the pan, and now we're all onto the gossip. Yeah, to avoid it just being self-serving by the author. Yeah. Um, to protect themselves for the future, you make them put their name on it. Right. Okay, you want to actually risk something and stick your neck out? Go ahead, put your name on it. We'll print it. Yeah.
2: The other Speaking argument of was Colin Kaepernick the, the, risking things.
1: The other argument is that if the New York Times hadn't printed it, there's an assumption that the the the, the anonymous person went to the New York Times first that the Wapo or somebody else would have printed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they would have. They're 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 criticizing the New York Times, but Literally. maybe But maybe they if they'd have gotten first shot, they would have printed it the same way. I have no idea.
2: Yeah. Who made the joke? You know, I think it was Greg Gutfeld yesterday. Uh, he said the New York Times printed that because the person came to them and asked them to. And he said, wow, is that the way it works? I just called the New York Times and say, I have 2,000 words on why Hillary Clinton, blah, blah, blah. So uh, print that up tomorrow, would you please? Well, nah, they'll print it for you if it it serves their agenda. But just one quick distinction again. The Beltway is just a buzz with who it was. In that Beltway gossip, who's rising, who's falling, who's hot, who's not. Who's the, the great get-at-the-parties thing that the Beltway has so self-obsessively? But that's not the way we're approaching it. Maybe this is asking too much of you, but we're more interested in the way, like I said before, power is exercised in D.C. and how disgusting it is. I don't care
1: because I care. I care because I'm a citizen. You know what I mean? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'm going to be sprinkling in Burt Reynolds' memories throughout the morning because I'm a big fan and he died yesterday. And I tried to grow a mustache overnight, but I didn't have much success. Mm. I tried really hard to mm, try to get a Burt Reynolds-style big, thick mustache to come out. I'm not one to
2: criticize another man's efforts, but uh, no, I would say no. Mm. You look like a 16-year-old Swede
1: <laughs> trying to grow a mustache. <laughs> Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, More on the way. Stay with us. You're listening to The Armstrong and The Getty Show.